doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me trains and out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to the third week in a row of rankings. This week it's going to be tight ends, which leaves one more position available for next week. That'll be quarterbacks. But first, mm. alongside Tom Tuttle, I'm John Eddie Jr. First, the news around the National Football League. Uh, lately, we've been diving right into the the meat of the show, but we've got some news we have to discuss a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. And, of course, tight ends are not going to be as deep, so we've got some extra time to play around with. So here yeah. we go. We uh, Top of the story today, uh, a few Dallas Cowboys have tested positive for the coronavirus. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> among them. That Mm. is going to be a hot topic from here on out. And it kind of, well, obviously it's, it's not funny, but it is kind of funny because we talked about how Dak and Zeke threw a party a while back with a bunch of people Mm. after the lockdown started. So we're, it's already, I don't want to say they're getting their comeuppance, um, how you view this entire debacle as a country we're going <laughs> through right now. But my goodness, what, how did this happen? That's what I want to know. And I, I mean, where, what are your thoughts on this, Tom? I just, I guess I just want to know what's going to happen in the future. Like, is this going to alter the NFL's decision to play games? Is this going to delay anything? I mean, obviously this is, this season's not really even close to starting yet, but if you got a couple people that have it, obviously they're young and they should be able to handle this virus. Right. But yeah, you don't want it to continue to spread throughout the entire league because that's going to create a big debacle. So I don't, I don't really know what to think about this right now. It's just kind of, hoping that they can settle this down and wondering why and how and what are they thinking like throwing a party like i don't (laughs) understand i don't understand it but whatever i I, at this point i don't even know what to think so (laughs) it's it's, you're throwing your hands up in the air and that's as good of uh an emotion as you can get right now i mean and it wasn't even (laughs) just cowboys players it was some texans players as well so the state of texas the players from the state of texas ended up getting this virus and it it begs the question of how and obviously we're probably not going to know the full story behind this and what happened that the do, and my question is, do they have it now, or is this a they had it type of thing? Uh, that I am not sure of because it just leaked today. Uh, we're not sure okay. where the information came from. And, of course, you know, people are uh, talking, well, what a, that's a HIPAA violation. We shouldn't know Ezekiel Elliott's health, you know, uh, problems. Well, somebody that he told could 
tell somebody, and that's not technically a HIPAA violation. The hospital yeah. did not tell anybody. They did not release yeah. information. It's somebody that he knows or somebody in the organization that found out. So it's not a HIPAA thing. It sucks. I mean, we shouldn't really be in his business, but here it is. Yeah. We know now. And what are we going to do with Ezekiel Elliott? Again, you said they're young. They're probably going to beat this virus right. more right. than likely. But here's where I was going with this. And it was already something I wanted to talk about because we've had a couple of episodes where he talked about how the season may be delayed. Well, maybe the season won't be delayed. And the worst thing that could happen as far as fantasy football and watching just regular NFL football goes the season might get shut down partway through if something were to happen after they did start it up. What if we get six games in and all of a sudden we see three, four, five, six teams that all went through maybe, hey, Texas or Florida. It's been a hotbed down <laughs> there too. And all these players are in close quarters. The offensive and defensive linemen are right yeah. next to each other they're being tackled on top of one another they're sitting on the sidelines together they're in the locker rooms like i'm sure they're not going to be wearing masks when they have their helmets on i mean <laughs> it's possible but that would I be created, a little weird i created a meme months <laughs> ago now that it said uh uh and it had a picture of a face mask with a helmet and then a, a face mask that people are wearing now when you go to Walmart right. and whatnot. And I just said this next year, the face mask penalty is going to be, mean something completely yeah, different. And I had no idea it was actually going to come in to fruition, but yeah. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's, um, it's There's on no its way. way they're going to wear face masks under their face masks. They I, won't play the season if that's the case. That would lead to a lot of very disgruntled players. Like, I can't breathe while I'm out there. <laughs> right. I mean, my right. goodness. They'll have N95 masks with filters on mm -hmm. the side of their helmets, and their helmets will just be completely encased, and you'll be able to see out of two little eye holes on the top. I don't know if I'm going too far, but I, it almost seems like it's a possible uh, occurrence going forward. Oh boy. Um, let's move on to something a little more fantasy football related. Not that this isn't, but yeah, I, it is to a certain extent. Yeah. 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 Um, one, a couple of things. Um, Chad Johnson has been raving about a couple of wide receivers. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know if this means anything. Obviously, Chad Johnson was a very good wide receiver in his prime. He is right. raving about Terry McLaurin and AJ Brown. He thinks AJ Brown is going to have an, enormous season like 1500 yards receiving which i mean it's possible of course but if the titans run their offense anything similar to previous seasons they're not exactly an offensive force when they're throwing the ball ryan Tannehill was great we both loved ryan Tannehill last year but i'm not right. sure they can uh support a 1500 yard receiver on the titans offense yeah, I mean, if if that happens, I am really happy because I have Tannehill in the flag league, which obviously is right. the one that we like to talk about. And I would be extremely ecstatic with that because that means he's throwing the ball yes. to a lot. I mean, and that's a good thing. Um, I, I almost understand the McLaurin thing a little more than the A.J. Brown because I think – 
I think that McLaurin has an, an, an extreme amount of talent to where I just don't know if his wide re- or if his quarterback right. play is going to be good enough to give him the ball enough to get him to a 1,500-yard mark. I think that he is a really good wide receiver, but when it comes to fantasy football, he's down on my list. I don't even remember where I put him, but he's not he's not up there. So that's because of the quarterback situation yes. with them. And I like McLaurin more personally than AJ at this moment, but as far as fantasy football goes, it's going to be AJ. Yep. As of right now, I, I think I'd have to agree with you, but we'll see. Maybe we'll have to start listening to Chad Johnson a little more after this season if his predictions come true. I know there's a lot of people <laughs> that are very high on both of those guys. They're young wide receivers. If you got them in Dynasty, you feel like you're sitting on a gold mine. So mm. we'll see if we get a season, if we start a season, if we finish a season. I don't know how this is all going to work. It's it's, <laughs> it's getting muckier by the minute. So, I mean, we'll keep talking until we know there's not going to be anything more. And then we're all going to have to retire as podcasters and fantasy football <laughs> experts because there's never going to play football ever again. We'll just have to do a fantasy <laughs> Madden show or That's something. That's very true. We, we'll find <laughs> something. We'll we'll play, uh, simulate some seasons of Madden, and we'll talk about that. We could get a bunch of podcasters in. Just They can you know adjust their teams and edit their rosters and do all sorts of stuff, and then we'll just like simulate a week at a time, and then we can see who did better <laughs> fantasy-wise in Madden. <laughs> that would be... It would be fun. It would be fun. It wouldn't mean, it wouldn't mean a whole lot to me, but no. it would be fun. I mean, I guess we'll just have to put money on it then, and then it'll mean but more that to everybody. Would, <laughs> that would mean a little more. But then I'd be like, how come the computer's rigged? That's yeah, not right. fair. You know, I, that's how it would be every single time you lose. But, All yeah. Right. All right. I got uh, one more thing uh, before a different type of news item. Uh, NBC's Chris Sims has come out and said that Jared Stidham is more talented than Tua. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm sorry. I haven't seen anything out of Stidham. Tua, I've seen quite a bit out of college, and I really like what I've seen, other than the injury issue that he has. Right, of course. He's going to be, he's going to be a fantastic quarterback in the NFL. Stidham has proven nothing. And I, <laughs> I, I, I really hope he doesn't do anything either because I'm a Jets fan. But right, of course. Goodness sakes, I mean, how can you possibly say he is the, the next real quarterback for that team? But apparently Belichick sees enough in him to give him the starting nod at the moment. At the moment, at the moment. Um, and one of the arguments that was in the article I read about that and other people uh, chiming in was, well, if Jared Stidham would have had all those wide receivers and the talent that Alabama had, or, uh, yeah, Alabama had, then uh, yeah. he could have produced just as well. I, I don't know about that. Um, we'll never know for sure. But right no. now it feels like it's a bit of a reach. And <laughs> uh, we'll it find is. out. Maybe next week, if anybody, me, Tom, or our third uh, analyst, as we'll put it, uh, the network, uh, which you can find on Twitch and Twitter at the network one, and the has two threes in it. You can find it in our show notes if you want to check him out when he streams his games and does his fantasy football stuff. Um, but yeah, I just don't know if anybody, any of us, are going to have 
these guys anywhere near the top couple of tiers of quarterbacks. Yeah. Probably not. Right. But you'll have to tune in next week to find out. <laughs> All right. I've got one more thing. It's been a while. Uh, I'm not sure if mm. I've missed it or not, but here it goes anyway. And now it's time for Twat. This week's Antonio Troubles. For those of you that have missed it, we've got more twat. Um, for those of you that were hoping it was over, sorry. It hasn't gone away <laughs> completely because Antonio Brown changed his yeah. plea to no contest in the truck driver battery case. The judge sentenced to a AB to two years probation and ordered him to undergo psychological evaluation and take a 13-week anger management course but under his probation antonio brown can travel nationwide for work how convenient is that (laughs) i mean overall it's probably a good thing because he needs some kind of help so i hope he really gets it and if he gets the help and he can actually become normal and he's still a talented player he could come back to the nfl and be a good fantasy guy for anybody really depending on what team he goes to i mean i hope he gets the help and comes back he's entertaining to watch there's no doubt about that and this isn't the only help he's getting deon sanders has come out and told ab that he got lost in the whole prime time uh, of mm. his career uh he hit rock bottom and apparently became suicidal uh, it's one mm. first time i've ever heard of deon sanders wow. saying that Dion went on to say he's glad A.B. never got to that point and commends him for getting help, and he is also trying to help A.B. get back into the NFL. So, I mean, this could be one of the strangest events and recoveries and comeback stories that we have ever seen to go from the obvious number one overall fantasy wide receiver taken on a yearly basis, especially in PPR right. leagues, to completely out of the NFL after changing teams twice, three times, whatever it was, us making a song about him <laughs> because of all the events that have transpired, <laughs> uh, and now possibly getting the help that he really, truly needs. I mean, nothing is set in stone here but at least it looks like he's going to try and get back to being a normal contributing uh, person in society and maybe in the NFL. But that is probably still quite a ways off, but we're never going to not report on AB as long as we have that bump (laughs) that we can play this week's Antonio Troubles. All right, that is enough (laughs) news. We've got some rankings. I know that's why everybody's tuning in the last few weeks. This week mm-hmm. it's tight end. It's um pretty solid at the top of these lists. Everybody's got the same four guys in the top four, and our three guys, Tom, myself, Reggie, the network, he we all have um Travis Kelsey and George Kittle one and two. I mean it seems yeah. pretty locked in yeah. there, so we don't need to talk about those guys. You know what kind of playmakers there are. And three and four are the same two guys, and they're just mixed up a little bit. And honestly, yeah. it's kind of odd that I'm not the one that has it the way you do. <laughs> uh, I have Mark Andrews at three. Network has Mark Andrews at three. You have Zach Ertz at three. And then, 
we switched around for number yeah, four. I, I mean, this could be flip-flopped either way. I just right. didn't want to put too much trust into Mark Andrews only because I have him in the main league that I want him to do well in, and I didn't want to be that guy to be like, he's going to be better than Zach Ertz. I can't say that. Oh, yeah. I, Zach Ertz has been very solid his entire career. Mark Andrews has had a small career with a quarterback who runs the ball a lot, with a quarterback who is – I'll, I'll say it, he's a gunslinger. So – Maybe Mark Andrews takes a. I'm, I'm not gonna say a step back. He doesn't. There's no other tight end right now on that team that's gonna take anything from Mark Andrews now because they got rid of the one that was taking anything from him. So I I, I don't have a problem putting him at three, but I just didn't feel comfortable putting him over Zach Ertz. And speaking of that guy, uh, I know just like when we did our running backs episode, there's a couple of mm-hmm. people out here that. I have kind of put at the top of my pedestal and we all have a different number five. And then our number six Mm. is all the same. Our number six, all (laughs) three of us have Evan Ingram. Uh, We all like him. We all know the risks associated with Evan Ingram. He's gotten hurt now with uh, Saquon Barkley coming back to be the number one fantasy football running back uh, this coming year. That'll probably take some production away from him. Um, you're not going to comment on that. <laughs> uh, I, I, you're no, ignoring no me when that comes out now, don't you? <laughs> What's that? When you're ignoring me when I start talking about Saquon Barkley now, don't you? Yeah, we're not going to even talk about it because it's just not <laughs> worth it. It's really right. not worth. I mean, Saquon Barkley could have a great year. It really could. But I'm not saying he won't. But it's just I'm not. I'm not even going to mention the fact that you have him over. Uh, CMC. I'm not going to mention it. Okay. All right. Well, so that's our number six. Uh, Back to number five. Uh, We've got the host of the Back Row Raiders show has Darren Waller at number five. We've got, I know you've got bordering on an unhealthy obsession with this guy (laughs) creeping into your top tier, uh, Hunter Henry. And then I have got, again, I would not take him this high in a draft. Because I think right. you can get him later, right. but I think this is where he is going to end up. Hayden Hurst taking over for Austin right. Hooper in Atlanta is just a perfect situation, in my opinion. So we all have a weird number five that we're kind of flip flopping around. Uh, I, you and uh, Network have Hayden Hurst at ten and nine. Uh, Hunter Henry, I have mm-hmm. at eight, and I'm looking. Where's oh Hunter Henry for Network is seven. And then you and I both have Darren Waller at seven. So they're not too yeah. far off, uh, but yeah. it was just weird that everybody's number five was somebody that everybody, uh, the other two had uh, down a few spots. So again, we right. both had seven, uh, Darren Waller, seven for network, Hunter Henry. So he's not too far off. And oh, wait, there's my Hunter Henry at number eight. So we've got five, <laughs> seven, and eight. I, I obviously think he's going to do well. I think in a PPR league, Darren Waller will outperform Hunter Henry slightly. Plus, if Hunter Henry misses a game or two, which is totally not out of the question, it'll be yeah, easy yeah. for somebody to leapfrog him in the rankings at the end of the year. Now here's where it gets tricky. After most of these guys... There are so many different tight ends this year that just have question marks. The first of which you have at number eight, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I mean, the question marks with him 
it's just whether or not he's going to come back and be the same guy. I mean, I honestly, he's coming back for a reason. He wants to play with Tom Brady. He wants to be in a high-powered offense. <laughs> I think Tom Brady is going to lean on him at least the first few games. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady is right. good enough to to spread the ball around. But I think Gronkowski, if he comes back healthy, he's going to have a top-10 performance. I don't have any problems saying that. Obviously, you don't either. You have him at 10. Um, and I don't oh, – he's got – Network has it at uh, 15, so yes. it's not terrible. But I just think he's going to be better than Austin Hooper. You know, I, I don't know. I just don't see a reason to have him outside of the top 10 or 8 where I have him. And that's exactly why he's 10 on my list. He is mm-hmm. number 10 on name alone on what he has done in the past. We yep. have no idea what he has left in the tank. If he's refreshed, yep. this could be... Okay, well, are we putting Rob Gronkowski back at number two, three, whatever in the next couple of years that Tom Brady's still going to play? We will have that conversation after this year is over. But yeah, I can't not put him in the top ten. He has to be there on name alone. Yeah, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if he's you know where the network has him at fifteen. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up the year there, but I don't see him dropping much further than that. If he's going to be playing, he's going to be playing. So I have to have this feeling to where he's at least uh, he's borderline starting tight end every single week. So that's that has to be it. I mean, there's no question to me if he's the in the top 14, which and there's a lot of 14 team leagues out there, right. he should be a starter each week. And it's going to be almost impossible for you to not to start him, even if he's not doing the starter uh, <laughs> type of points because right. it's Rob Ronkowski. And you're going to be like, I got him. I have to play him. <laughs> he's better than Greg Olson, so I have to play him. But, yeah, because that's probably the other guy you're going to have if you got Rob Gronkowski. You're like, ah, oh, just wait on tight end, and you go down the list until you get to Greg Olson, and that's how it's going to be. Yeah, and it gets to the point. After the top eight, nine tight ends, which are going to be in the same-ish or, you know, same, not same order, but same-ish grouping for most yeah, people, yeah. Um, you get to there and you're like, I don't particularly care for any of the rest of the tight ends but if you're good with the rest of them you take that chance on rob gronkowski like i would much rather just take a wild shot that rob gronkowski produces as a top five tight end than austin hooper in the browns or tyler higby who has put together like a (laughs) six game stretch in his career so far or Somebody, even a network, uh, again, here, this is where I was going. I think I went off on a tangent here. The host of the Back Row Raiders show has Jared Cook at number eight. I cannot stand Jared Cook in fantasy football. I don't know what it is about him. He has a couple of good games, and people think, oh, there he is. I mean, he's still playing with Drew Brees, so he could, no. I just, I don't trust him on a week-to-week basis. So I have Jared Cook all the way at 18. You have him at 13. (laughs) I just do not want Jared Cook on my team. If he was still there, if I haven't taken a tight end for some reason and (laughs) 17 other tight ends had been taken off of my list, I'd be like, well, I guess I'll take Jared Cook. (laughs) I mean, that's the only I, I would I would have Jared Cook down there at 18 if it wasn't for Drew Brees, that's the only reason he's up on my list at all. But there's no way I'm putting him at eight. I mean, that just doesn't to make sense to me. And I'm sure the network has his reasons, but sure. it's it's not reason enough for me. It no. just won't be. 
Um, and then the last person in my top 10 that neither one of you guys have in your top 10. Again, I love my tight ends. I put a lot of faith in some of these guys. I put faith in this guy last year. And uh, I just, I thought maybe law of averages were going to get us some rookie <laughs> tight ends that produced. And that apparently is not something that can go against the law of averages where it just pops once. Rookie tight ends seem to never produce. I don't remember right. seeing any rookie tight ends on any of our top 24 lists. So that's an indicator this year, like, you know what? I'm staying away. But there is a second-year yep. tight end. You guys both have him at 14 and 15. I've got him yep. as my number nine in a possibly very high-powered offense coming up this season for the Denver Broncos, Noah Fant. I am still a big fan of Noah Fant, and I think he can produce. Uh, they're going to have at least two wide receivers that people are scared of. I saw somebody tweet out something about, oh, well, Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler are both number one wide receivers, even opposite Cortland Sutton. They have three number one wide receivers on their team. I don't know about that. <laughs> Jerry Judy could possibly you know, evolve into a number one tight end in the NFL. Cortland Sutton is the number one on the Denver Broncos right now. I He's not that uh, scary of a wide receiver. He produced very yeah. fine in fantasy football, but I think because that they have those three wide receivers, Noah Fant may kind of get lost in the shuffle or find some mismatches. Again, it's going to be up to Drew Locke. I mean, if everybody thinks yeah. that those guys are going to be good, Drew Locke is a lock for about 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns compared to what everybody thinks all the offensive weapons are going to be in there. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think Noah Fant could be at least a tight end one for this season. I could see that happening. I don't have any problems there. The the reason there's just a lot of questions for me. That's why he's at 15 for me. There's sure. obviously the question of Drew Locke. We've already discussed that. The question of whether or not these young receivers are going to be good enough to open things up so somebody like Noah Fant can actually produce. That's another question for me. That's why, I mean, if them questions weren't there and in existence, I'd put him in the top 10 or at least close to that. And it's not like I got him that far down the list. He's at 15. So I think it's going to have a successful year better than last year and we'll see what happens because i do believe these wide receivers will open things up for him and i think drew lock has some kind of rapport with well i'm not even gonna go that far but i just i just want to see a little bit more of the wide receivers so that noah fant has a little bit better of an option to be opened up down the field and have a successful year and i think he will have success i just don't know if it's going to be top 10 success sure sure guy uh, you have bordering on the top 10 network and i both have at 13 so just outside in 12 team leagues just outside maybe peeking in to tight end one territory mike gasicki we both actually yeah. liked what we saw from him at the end of the year last year now we don't know is ryan fitzpatrick going to play until the dolphins suck and they're like you know what we're just gonna <laughs> stick to it in is it gonna be a battle preseason wise are they just gonna you know what hey uh ryan you're just gonna mentor from the sideline you're gonna hold the clipboard and teach two of the ropes as he's out there learning on the field we don't know but i think either way mike gazicki could finally be that safety blanket for whoever's playing quarterback 
for the Dolphins. He seemed to start making some plays, and uh, you like him more than I do. I seem to be gushing over him, and you have him <laughs> ranked higher than him. So what are your reasons you got him up there as a tight end one? Well, same reasons, but I just think it's just it's weird that uh, it took so long for him to get into it. I yep. mean, his rookie year and even the second year, I'm just thinking, this guy's terrible. Yeah. I'm never going to have him on my fantasy team. <laughs> He's awful. I didn't think anything like this to where I put him in the top 12, let alone at 11. I mean, I think the guy has loads of potential. The The team is completely different now. I think that's going to automatically open things up for Mike Kosicki. And depending on who's the quarterback is we might have to adjust the rankings once oh, we sure. learn that but I, I i i think there's the potential there for a a number one tight end on your team and i don't have any problems having him in my top 12 and i got him at 11 so all right well there's one more we all have inside the top wide receiver one grouping uh you and i both have him at 12 network has him at 11 yeah tight end sorry um <laughs> And the only reason he's there is because of the opportunity that has presented itself and the way the team utilized him towards the end of last year. And we're talking about Tyler Higby of the Rams. Now, I know neither you or I are particularly high on the Rams offense going into this season, but the Rams started using Tyler Higby in the same types of plays that the 49ers use for George Kittle. And obviously it works, but the downside is, again, you and I are not particularly fond of the Rams offense Going into this year, we don't know if Cam Akers is going to be able to play behind yet another terrible offensive line. We don't know if um, the wide receivers there without Brandon Cooks are going to produce like they did Robert Woods and uh, Cooper Cup. Then there's you know Tyler Higby that's just kind of hanging around. I think it's going to be more of a Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby year. I think those two will be fine in fantasy but I almost think they might get overdrafted and the value of what you're actually going to get fantasy wise is not going to be there where you're going to have to take them in drafts. I think the problem I'm going to have with most of these guys that I squish together, I mean, you have to put a number on them, but sometimes you just throw it all together. It's like, okay, these are the guys I I just, I'll rank them, but I don't know if that's going to be accurate. Uh, I got Tyler Higby, but if I'm sitting there and I, there's already been 11 guys off the board and I'm thinking, okay, is Higby the next best guy? I might be thinking, I might be thinking, is Noah Fant the next best guy? Should I go with him over Higby? Um, Should I go with uh, Hawkinson? Should I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a difficult decision at that point but Tyler Higby right now for me would probably be the guy I'm picking over you know somebody like Noah Fant obviously you have Noah Fant higher right on your list but it's it's one of them questions you you just have all these guys kind of thrown together you just have to put a ranking to them and we'll see later on once uh we figure out a little more about the fantasy football season what yes, is where sure. our rankings are actually going to fall but right now this is where I got them Yep, um, another guy that uh, Network and I are a little higher on than you is Jack Doyle. I think mm. because Philip Rivers loves throwing to his tight ends, he's had Antonio Gates, he's had Hunter Henry. Now, obviously, Jack Doyle is not quite the same tier tight end as those guys, but I think in sheer volume with Philip Rivers, 
it's going to be fine. Uh, he, you can wait yeah. on him. And again, he has to stay healthy. I, uh, I've i had an unhealthy obsession with Jack Doyle over the past couple <laughs> of years. He has, tr- he has worked out for me before. And when yeah. he is able to be in a fantasy lineup, he gets a ton of targets. So if he's on the field, he's going to be fine. The problem is, will he be on the field? Will the Colts be able to figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to view their offense? They have so many different weapons there. Uh, we have three running backs that all could be fantasy relevant. I'm Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor and my guy, Niam Hines. There's a place for all of them, whether we can predict which weeks will be the guy. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> and then, you know, wide receiver-wise, you know, they still got T.Y. Hilton. Uh, they still got Paris Campbell. Uh, I think there's somebody I'm missing, uh, but I think there's plenty of people on the offense yeah. there to go around. Will Phillip Rivers continue to be stuck, you know, trying to get his tight end the ball? I don't know. You apparently don't think it's going to be as good, but again, from like <laughs> 13 on, you can kind of mash them yeah. all together and just pull a name out of a hat because there's so many just iffy tight ends. And last year was the worst year we've ever had for tight ends. I think, no, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, the reason he's down my list. I mean, obviously you said it, you can just mash them all together and you, you get something, but the reason he's down there is for a couple of reasons. One, like you said, he is not Antonio Gates. He is not uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, well, when it comes to injuries, there's a battle there. But he's just not as talented as them guys. And I've said this plenty of times already. I do not trust in Philip Rivers anymore. <laughs> I don't think uh. it's going to be a good year for him. I, I don't. I know I might be the only one out there, but I'm just done with them. I'm done with Phillip Rivers. If I have to take somebody on that team, I will. I don't have a problem there. But I just don't want Phillip Rivers to be my quarterback. If if I had a choice, <laughs> I would choose somebody else. Maybe not every starting quarterback in the league, but Phillip Rivers wouldn't be my, my, my number one choice by any means because I just think he has just made too many – clutch errors he has he's sure, not he sure. doesn't have the it factor to get them to the next level and i think that's kind of why i just don't trust in any of the receivers or even obviously the tight ends okay well tune in next week when we do our quarterbacks and see how much tom <laughs> hates philip rivers number one and uh then you can check out fantasyfuelpodcast.com slash home slash rankings to get the list, uh, we have that updated the day we put out the podcast when we do our rankings. So you can follow along when you're listening to it. It will be there if you want to pop it up on the website and look as we're talking. It'll be right there for you. Uh, we got a few more guys I want to talk about just real quick. Uh, Dallas sure. Goddard is kind of lost in the mix here. That is yeah. a guy that obviously if something were to happen to Zach Gertz, Dallas Goddard Oof. would be instantly a top five tight end instantly. Mm. There is no mm. doubt in my mind that he could take over that role and do it well. If something were to happen, I'm not obviously hoping that anything like that would ever happen. No matter how many shares of Dallas Goddard I have, I do not want anything to happen to Zach Ertz, but he's just kind of lost in the middle of the pack because he will have some good weeks, but then he'll have some weeks where he's just not utilized because right. Zach Ertz is so good 
and hopefully the rest of the wide receivers actually show up this year for the Eagles. And Miles <laughs> Sanders has an MVP year. He might just get lost in the shuffle. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. There's a couple of guys down here we all have on our list. And I think there's a possibility that this guy could be much higher, but okay. we just don't have a lot to go on. And that's Chris that's Herndon. True. Chris Herndon yeah. could be a great, he looked like he could be a viable fantasy starter before, but now you can just take him as your tight end two or three, if you're punting the position and okay. hope. And if not, it didn't cost you anything and you can throw him back in the pool and find somebody else that might be a flyer. There's a chance, and just probably the homer speaking to me, but there's a chance that he could be a league winner for you. Like, you just got something gold sure. mined. Like, say say the wide receivers just don't work out for the New York Jets, and Sam Donald's got to be comfortable somewhere. Let's say Chris Herndon stays healthy and he's playing every single week. I mean, he could be a top-10 guy for you, and that's going to get you at least close to the fantasy football playoffs so i there's a chance there i have him at 20 you got him at 23 and the network has him at 22 so we're all in the same boat here we kind of realize his potential but he is just not good enough to put up much higher than that and i i don't know if you want to talk about anyone else on this list but i want to talk about my number 24 all right well before you you guys don't have them yes before we get to that i just want to say if you are into the New York Jets, we do also do the Back Row Jets show where yes. you can uh, find all things New York Jets. We talked a little bit about Chris Herndon last week on the show. Uh, we've got some interesting stories this week coming up on the show. Uh, a little bit about Sam Darnold seeing ghosts and what that might mean <laughs> for the upcoming season. Uh, that's going to be interesting. But again, Back Row Jets show, we both do that one. Go on, number 24. I don't like who you have at number 24, so I am dying to hear your reasoning. Let me let me ask you who the the quarterback will be for that team. Uh, well, for right now, it is going to be my boy Nick Foles. And let me ask you how Zach Ertz has done with Nick Foles. He has done very well with Nick Foles, but Zach Ertz knows how to stay on the football field and actually has <laughs> knees that work and he can run and not just kind of stay in one little area and hope the ball See, gets jumped up to him. This this is why <laughs> this is why I'm extremely happy that I have Jimmy Graham at number 24 because nobody else is going to have right, Jimmy Graham at number 24. <laughs> and I believe that he will have a fairly successful year. At least at the you know, I'm going to give him Gonna give him a chance to be a top a top two tight end, you know. If you got not top two, you know what I'm saying. Right. A number two tight end for your team. If you're playing two tight ends, if you have to, he's gonna be a play at least almost a play every single <laughs> week. I think he's gonna have some success if it's gonna be Nick Foles. If they're gonna go backwards and go to Trubisky, it's gonna be stupid and dumb. And Jimmy Graham will be absolutely worthless. But if it's Nick Foles, I think there's a big chance that he could have something some kind of real value this year okay all right Uh, i can't say much because my number 24 isn't much better really uh my number 24 (laughs) i'm just throwing him in there as a possibility because it could be a revival on a new team but i'm Uh, not putting any faith in it i snuck tyler eifert back into my top 24 (laughs) 
I don't. I'm not even going to say much. Obviously, if the guy stays on the field, he will have some good fantasy games. But I am not putting a whole lot of faith in it. But he is a dart <laughs> throw and a possible wild card if you uh, punt the tight end position. We talk about that a lot. If you just punt it, you can take a chance on a couple of guys at the end of this list, and you can throw them back if nothing happens. No harm, no foul. You don't have to even tell anybody you drafted Tyler Eifert. But <laughs> if you did and you got him at the very end of your draft or picking him off off of waivers in the first week or so of the season, you could look like a genius. But if you don't, nobody will ever have to know. I would just say don't draft him. Okay, he's not gonna get he's not gonna get drafted. Just wait until the end and then you can pick him up. Because if you draft him, somebody's gonna notice. You drafted Tyler Eifert. What's That's wrong true. with you? That's true. But you don't have to advertise it too much, you know. <laughs> we all know too many different people that play too many different fantasy leagues, and not everybody's playing yeah. the same league. So you can keep these secrets at least uh, to the majority of the leagues you play. And <laughs> as long as you don't go overboard and pick up Tyler Eifert or Jimmy Graham in too many leagues, you should be all right. Uh, but uh, that's going to wrap it up. If you want to see the rest of the mm-hmm. list, and we talked about almost everybody on this list this week, uh, but if you want to see the rest of it or our running backs or our wide receivers and next week our quarterbacks, again, fantasyfuelpodcast.com slash home slash rankings, or there'll be a link in the show notes, or if you just want to hit us up on Twitter at fantasyfuel, we can give you that link. I can give you the list. Uh, we have a Discord channel. We have the list link to that in our show notes again you can hit us up on twitter and i'll give you that link if you want to be a part of our discord other than that i think uh that is going to do it for our tight ends obviously i'm always keeping a closer eye on the tight ends and we'll uh, be updating this list throughout the off season and the season as it goes um but it's gonna be kind of a mishmash i think this year and um, I wouldn't bet on too much of anything after last year's debacle of tight ends. Let's not put too much faith <laughs> in it. Let's not draft these guys too high. Keep taking some wide receivers and running backs. Just go ahead and punt that position unless you just absolutely have to have a guy like Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or Mark Andrews or, in some people's cases, Hunter Henry or Darren Waller or Hayden Hurst. If you just got to have them, <laughs> you just got to have them. They're not Pokemon, but I do got to catch them all sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have rambled. That has got to be the end of the yeah. show. We will see you next week with our quarterback <laughs> list. If you're watching on Twitch, stay tuned. We're going to do the back row jet show in just a couple of minutes. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We appreciate the sport. And uh, don't forget, stay fueled up until the coronavirus is over.